Hey, Yogi, Sarah Burchard here, and you are listening to Yoga Unplugged Conversations, a show dedicated to helping you grow, thrive, and gracefully make tough life decisions so you can lead a happier, healthier life. On this show, we discuss common challenges that everyone can relate to and apply philosophy and practical tools that have been proven to be effective solutions. Welcome to May, another month of lockdown due to the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm recording this show from Oahu, and on April 21st, when we got the announcement from our mayor that our stay-at-home mandate would be extended through the month of May, I got very low. I don't know why I thought that the end was near. I knew deep down it wasn't, but still hearing it was a pretty hard blow for me. My first inclination was to judge the news as negative. And then I remembered something that I learned from studying stoicism and yoga, that this news is not good or bad, it just is. And the better response is to start coming up with a solution that will work for me. And to find that solution, I knew I needed to take time to meditate and listen to what my heart was telling me. I think we all are wired to initially judge tough situations as bad, but to judge these situations as bad is also to be resistant of them, which does not allow us to flow with the current of life, which as we yogis know, is one of the keystones to our practice and to a more peaceful life. So today we're going to talk about judgment and I have on author and spiritual diva Darty Wesley back on the show with me to discuss this topic. You may remember her from episodes three and five where her and I discussed the topics of how to be the real you and how to incorporate your passion into your business. If you haven't heard them, I encourage you to check them out. But Darty has a wealth of wisdom to share and is always fun to talk to, which is why I keep bringing her back. And lucky for me, she keeps accepting. So welcome to back to the show, Darty. Well, thank you for having me, Sarah. <laughs> Wonderful to be here. <laughs> How have you been holding up over the past month and a half? I have been holding up wonderfully. It is just, it's just a time of such a sacred pause is what I'm calling it. For my life, it's a sacred pause. It's a time out for all of us. And that's the way I've been using it. And a lot of meditating, a lot of inner work, and a lot of time, it's just it's a, just a perfect time for that. At this point in my life where, I'm, where I am, I know other people have different experiences, but mine has been just observing without judgment. <laughs> yeah, it's like a hard reset, right? It is indeed, it is. It's a mega reset. Yes. It's a mega reset on so much, and it's such an opportunity, in my opinion, for humanity, for our evolution to uh, take us to new spiritual places that we may or may not have gone before. And yeah. so I'm, uh, I, think it's as, I think it has great value. At the same time, there's a lot of fear, and I, I feel like the best thing, those of us who are not in fear and know at the highest levels that all is well, is to support those who are in fear with our love, to make ourselves bigger as we wear our masks to be bigger than the mask, to let our love flow out in front of the mask and, and to just flow our love everywhere we go or with whoever we talk to and with whatever we do. I love that. And I think that also, you know, where there's fear, there's also opportunity for tremendous growth. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, it is our teacher for sure. The time for that too. Yeah. One of the things I love about your articles and your newsletters and your books is that you always start out by approaching topics with their definitions first. So I wanted to start there. So the definition for judgment is an opinion or decision that is based on careful thought. And Darty, you are a retired attorney, and you are very familiar with the role a judge and a jury have in a courthouse, and you know that they are heavily scrutinized in order to find out if they can remain objective and not look at cases through the lens of their own past experiences or personal opinions, because this is the tricky part about judgment, right? Being able to remain objective when it comes to forming opinions or making decisions in our personal life. To me, the judgments, you know, within the law, 
is really is about properly interpreting the meaning, the significance, and the implication of the law. And in the spirit of judgment, it's about um, not necessarily an opinion as more as an evaluation or a discernment. You know, and it's also about compassion and understanding of both sides of a situation. Mm. The jury is to evaluate both sides. And, and the judge, if it's a judge, you know, the judge has the same, the same role. Within the legal world, it's really about a deeply considered judgment. And there's all different kinds of legal judgments. But, you know, when we move out of the legal world, we understand that uh, judgment, as you defined it, uh, judgment being an opinion or a decision is based on careful thought is the difference. Because the monkey mind, hey, you know, it just, it makes judgment about us or, or something we're looking at or someone we see. It just automatically, it's not a careful thought. It's just a judgment. Right. And so, I mean, if we could use judgment objectively, like they use in a courtroom, do you think that judgment is, could be a useful tool for us in our personal lives? Well, I think we have a lot of judgments to make. I mean, you know, we have, we have our, what we're going to wear, you know, we make a judgment about what kind of clothes we're going to wear, what kind of car we're going to buy. Those are all judgments that we have to make. Mm-hmm. And so those are not evaluations of another person. When we talk about stepping into neutrality or when we talk about stepping into that next level of judgment, it's more the, the philosophical than the legal type because the legal is kind of a weighing of evidence, a careful decision between two things. The kind of judgments we experience with our monkey mind are just critiques you know, man, I drive myself crazy with it, you know? I mean, I, this is, I mean, it's just amazing to me. I was driving down the street and somebody was walking along and they had on some kind of very odd leggings. And I'm like, what the <laughs> heck is that person like that? And right away, my monkey mind's on, you know, why would somebody, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Stop it. And same thing, somebody came out of a driveway and they were in this really funky, dunky car. And I'm like, Ooh, who would drive around? And I'm going, stop it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that kind of automatic, it's just, it's prolific. (laughs) And it's unnecessary, right? It is definitely unnecessary. Who is that helping? Exactly. It doesn't do anything. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's kind of the basics of the big judgment is our judgments about people doesn't change or have anything to do with them and everything to do with us Mm -hmm. and our perception of the world. So are we insecure? Are we, are we uh, scared? Are we, you know, concerned that somebody's going to have, you know, there's all different levels as to why we do that. Personally, I think it's conditioning. You know, I think we're conditioned from an early age to, to make those judgments. But Mm. the important thing, in my opinion, is that we start to stop them to stop mid-thought. That's the, that's the spiritual evolutionary practice, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think also forward. you can, you know, bring that back up later in your meditation. Like, if you yes. have that tendency, you can, you know, stop yourself right there in the moment, and then later, when you're on your mat or wherever you go to meditate, you can be like, why was I so quick to judge that? Exactly. Good question. Yeah, in the daily world we live in, you know. So, so I like to I like to talk about that discernment is not judgment. You can discern what's going on without making an evaluation of whether it's good or bad, right or wrong. You know, those kind of good, bad, right, wrong kind of decisions are duality. And you know, as we're talking about the evolutionary practice and and moving into the next levels of spiritual work is to understand that we need to step more and more out of duality and into what's coming in my opinion in the in the in the new reality which is about oneness and unity consciousness and part of that is not looking at things as right and wrong and good and bad and you know that kind of observation and much more that just everything is what it is doing what it does yeah an interesting place to come to. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. So yeah, let's get into to some of these issues of labeling things as good or bad. I yeah. I worked for many years assisting Daria Rose, who's the author of Foodist and creator of Foodist Kitchen. And a large part of her work was making people aware of when they are moralizing their food choices. So putting ingredients and dishes in good or bad categories and what that can do to somebody's psyche. For example, Mm -hmm. labeling donuts as bad doesn't make you want them any less. In fact, it can make you want them even more because you've put this forbidden fruit stigma around it. And also if you have labeled certain ingredients as good, such as let's say, I don't know, like banana smoothie or gluten-free bread or something like that. (laughs) You can have the tendency to go overindulge on them because in your mind, there are no consequences to eating them. And so, I mean, I've, I've frankly seen vegetarians who eat like shit, but they think they're eating healthy just because they don't eat meat. Right. Or I've seen people binge on junk food for an entire day because all week they've denied themselves anything outside of what they have deemed as healthy. And what Daria has shown me is that this categorization can lead people to developing really bad, well, here I go judging it, but really poor yeah. eating habits, which can lead to being overweight or developing a disease. And you're talking about discernment and the difference between discernment and judgment. You know, I, I think that's really key when you're approaching cases such as food moralizing. Right. That's exactly what that is. You are discerning that donuts are not necessarily bad. They just are what they are. Mm -hmm. So to put a judgment on them, you could discern there's donuts there. Do I want the the fat and the grease and the flour or not? I mean, to moralize is the same kind of thing. It's just stepping into duality. And I feel like part of our movement is to get out of that mm-hmm. and to it's choices that we make you know it all comes down to the choices that we make but discern discernment you can observe things too observing is another you can observe observation is another non-judgmental perspective mm-hmm. if you will without yeah. making it good or bad or right or wrong or whatever you know i mean i keep coming up with those two black and white is another one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's true that I mean, you're you're observing yourself categorizing these two, you know, right. this product or this food right. or whatever it is, right. and and then you're asking yourself, huh? My go-to is to be like, this is bad for me, but then I really, really want it. Like, yeah. it's not interesting. Yeah, and I think that's the they next level, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's like that's like when you're stepping into finally becoming like aware of your your thoughts and your patterns too. Right. And that, that's kind of what I talk about when I talk about stepping in neutrality is the first and most important thing is to monitor your thoughts. I remember the first time I heard that this was a step along the path is to start monitoring our thoughts. And I'm going, how the hell do you monitor your <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> This was a long time ago. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. And so I started monitoring my thoughts and I went, wow, there's really something to this. And I've heard that we have, that human beings have, you know, like 50,000, you know, thoughts a day, if not more. And, and so to monitor that is to start paying attention to what's going on inside your head. Yeah. And that's where you step when you're monitoring your thoughts. You can catch yourself when you start making judgments. And that's the practice in everything. When you start tearing yourself down or criticizing yourself or, or saying something bad about somebody else, even out loud, gossiping, all those kind of things that we, we know are not good for us. I mean, not good. Right. Things that don't move us, make us kinder, more gentler human beings, the kind of people I think them, that most of us want to be. Mm-hmm. These are the tools, the evolutionary tools that we can integrate and put into our toolbox mm-hmm. <laughs> that take us to those places that allow us to, to become kinder and gentler and more compassionate. And the kind of things we talk about that, 
you know, we kind of want to be, I think. Yeah. I think most people do. Some people, I don't know that they think about it. <laughs> well, I think, you know, this is like a, a letter, a level of like preparedness, right? Like you're, you're preparing yourself for the moment that you're just inclined to judge something. You're, you're preparing yourself to pause and look at that situation yes and and decide yes. if that's really in your best interest or not i was just reading the war of art by stephen pressfield mm-hmm. and he talks about becoming comfortable with misery in order to stand up to the feeling of resistance <laughs> <laughs> and you know i mean like this is a way to prepare yes you're preparing for negative outcomes so that when they come you're more inclined not to judge them. You're just like, yep. Yeah. This is, it is what it is. That's, um, that's one of my practices, Sarah, is to, no matter what I'm confronting or what situation I'm challenged with, I always go to what's the worst thing that can happen here. Yeah. That's been my practice for years. Mm-hmm. And what's the worst thing that could happen here? And all my life, Sarah, and I've been around a long time, all my life is, Yep, I can handle that. I can handle that. If that's the worst thing that can happen, yeah, I can handle that. I can handle that. I can handle that. So like even with this, this current thing right here, this COVID-19, I say to myself, what's the worst thing that can happen, Darty? I could die. I can handle that. I'm ready. I'm okay with that. You know, I mean, I've gotten to a place in my evolutionary stand where going into the dimension is not, uh, not scary to me. I mean, that's what my new book that I'm writing now is about. You know, well, none of us are getting out of here alive, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so in this case, that's... That is very true. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst thing that can happen. Okay. You know, the rest of it is easy peasy. I will... That's not what I want to do right now because I think there's a lot more that I want to do. And yet, I feel like I could handle that if that was it. And so that to me has been a very helpful practice in every challenge that I've gone through in my life. Uh, when situation came up, what's the worst thing? Somebody would not like me or, or, you know, this might, uh, I might fail at that or gee, it might not happen the way I want it to happen. And so looking at things from that perspective for me has been very valuable and not judging whether, you know, whether I like it or not, because a lot of times we don't get to like it. Yeah. And then we have to learn to accept it. Even if we just don't like it, we can accept that we don't like it. Right. And so that brings us to a, a stronger, vaster, if you will, place for us to be in our, in our element and to, to be the, in the new reality and the new world that we want to live in. Yeah, I agree. I, I, one of my favorite mantras is, hope for the best, expect the worst. <laughs> And then, you know, and then and then, you buy that, yeah. And then if it works out well, great. Exactly. Bonus. Exactly. Yep. Same that's the same thing in mine. I use different words, of course. But, <laughs> but you know, one thing I want to share is uh, every year on my birthday for the for the past um, probably 50, 60 years now, there's a theme that I work through in my in my life. And from birthday to birthday I'm given this this theme. And for one year, I don't know, probably 10, 15 years ago, I was given the theme of to practice non-judgment. And I remember going, wow, how the heck am I going to do that? And I remember telling a friend of mine uh, that I was going to be on this path for a whole year. And I watched her laugh and laugh and laugh because she said, you know, being an attorney, I don't know how the heck you're going to do that. <laughs> and I'm going, yeah, how the heck am I going to do that? And I did. And, and you know what? Over the course of the, that year, I learned so much. I got my best practice on the freeway, I'll tell you. Hmm. Um, because, you know, people cut you off from right away. It's like, you had, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but what I found was that I was able to uh, learn and discover the difference between judgment and discernment and observation and neutrality. Mm. And 
that was that was just a wonderful experience. It's something I still work on and something I think no matter where you are in your life, you're going to have that experience as long as we're in this physical existence. We're going to have that duality thing. But when I stepped off the wheel of judging everything in my life as good or bad or right or wrong, I learned the joy really that comes from releasing judgment. And when we look at perception and discernment and observation, you can really look at things. You really do look at things. You just don't need to make it good or bad or awful or whatever, you know? And I think you learn a lot more about them. And you, you do. do that. Yeah. And you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. You learn a lot about yourself. So, and, you know, my mission is all about self-discovery and learning to be who you really are and then how to be that out in the world. And so that's kind of my mission and this, the, you know, what I, what I, information I like to share with others. And so I feel like, and when we begin to change up our need to judge ourselves and others and actually everything, that we'll find that we're the kinder, gentler, more compassionate human beings that uh, I think just makes our lives easier, less stressful even. You know, when we don't think we need to make an opinion about everything, I think we can reduce the, the stress that we have. Lorna Bevan, who's um, an astrologer and just awesome with fifth dimensional kind of conversation, just blows my mind a lot. She said that one of the attributes of being in and coming from the heart level, coming from our heart center, which is really our next evolutionary step, in my opinion. And she said that one of the attributes of being and coming from our heart center is being proficient in neutrality, mm. being proficient in neutrality. And I have really added that to my toolbox because being neutral, being non-judgmental, while it takes practice, just like opens doors to inner, inner levels that we, we may not have experienced before. Mm -hmm. I was really, I've really been blown away and I, Every time I start to work on or think about anything to do with judgment, I step into, you know, I want to be proficient in neutrality. And it's, it's a practice. Yeah. It's what I call a practice, you know. <laughs> and, and I also think that judging things as good can also be an issue. Like I said, with the food, you start giving mm -hmm. these things too much power. Yes. So whether it's a delicious dessert or a beautiful day, being able to appreciate them but not put them up on a pedestal. Right. To not make a judgment about it. Yeah. Appreciation is another one of those. You can appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. Or Enjoy you, them. You, don't, you, you know, right. you don't appreciate that, that the way that person's acting. You don't make it good or bad or right or wrong. You just, it's, it's not the way I would do it, but it doesn't yeah. mean anything. Right. You know, one thing, when I knew we were going to talk about judgment today, I was, I was reading in my prevention magazine, uh, and it was really funny because they had, this, they had this thing that I wanted to make sure to, to bring up, and that is it says that 26% of people say fear of being judged turns them off of working out at the gym. Ah. I'm like, whoa, 26% of people, yeah. And I went, I didn't realize that, you know, that's kind of like we talked about before when we talked about the part of uh, information in my book, uh, How to Be the Real You, was to not care what other people think. And that's the other side of judgment. Mm -hmm. If you're concerned about other people judging you, that limits your ability to be all that you are. Yeah. And that, yeah. Really, that really surprised me. And I thought, wow, I'm going to bring that up because... I think the point that we talk about us judging other people, but then when we talk about our very own fear of being judged by others mm. is an important practice for ourselves also. Yes. To stop caring what other people think is its own practice and its own conversation for sure. But when we realize the impact that judging others may or may not have, it's, a, it's an internal fear, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I don't know why or where to throw it, but I just, I was kind of blown away when I read that. And I thought, you know what? I want to include that in our conversation. Yeah, it's just a good to point. see what you thought about it. It was just, 
I thought it was really surprising to me that it would be such a large number that you know people would be and then right, it, people are afraid you know yeah and it, it's it's very confining when yeah. that happens and very freeing when you can let go of worrying about what other people think right so you on one hand if you're scared of the judgment you can close yourself off to everything that you could become exactly and if you let go of that then you could be anything you want to be right it frees you up yeah <laughs> what do you think about first impressions do you think there's something to them or do you think that your mind just trying to categorize again well, I think it depends on who you are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I think uh, if you are coming from your heart center and if you have that trust of your inner, your intuition, your gut, you know who you are, you know about that, the first impressions are, are real and true. Personally, I think that that's, you know, it depends on how much the mind is involved because I think yeah. that coming from the heart level, it's more about, I think, you know, we all have really good BS meters. And I think that we really can tell whether people are telling the truth or not. The mind can get in there and say, oh, well, but I think we really know. I think we can really tell. And I, so I think that it depends on where you are in your, in your, in your evolution and you're stepping up into your next best self. Because if you are, then those first impressions are real. Yeah. And if you're thinking too much about, well, I don't know, I don't like the way they look, or their hair isn't right, or they, you know, they're, then that's know, they're too young, they're too old, you're making all those judgments of <laughs> yes. them, then you're yeah. not going to get a real picture. If you just take what your gut says, what your heart says, mm -hmm. then that first impression to me is right and true. Yeah, that's your intuitive hit. Right. Yeah. And I trust that. I mean, I learned to... I have learned in this life to trust that and it's taken a lot of years to get there but, and I'm glad I have. So I trust my gut above and beyond the mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. I like that. And it's comforting to know too, because you do get those first impressions, you know, but then you, you, you like you said, you, you step back and you go, am I just judging right off the bat or mm -hmm. is this like mm -hmm. a like a sixth sense thing like is this right. like you know i'm i'm intuiting that like this so there's something wrong here or there's something yeah. right here right. you know and then always you have the opportunity too when first impression your first impression is this and if it's not a good first impression then there's an opportunity to observe more right to see whether or not you you know you change that yeah so without making a judgment about, well, I don't like the way they look. I don't like the way they talk. I don't like the way they, you know, those are making all judgments about it. So if we're just observing, well, this is the way this person talks. This is the way that person does that. This is the way this person wants to express themselves. This is the way the person wants to, because everything that we do out there in the world, the clothes we wear, the way we wear our hair, the, you know, all of that is the way that we want to look in the world. I mean, we have choices in how we walk through this world. We're not just willy-nilly, whether we pay attention to it or not, it's another thing. But so when we see people like that, we know that this is thoughtful or not, this is the way they want to be in the world. And so therefore, without making a judgment on it, you can observe that, oh, you know, this is, this is where this person is. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, this is how they want to express themselves to the world. Or, um, in my experience, a lot of people don't even know who they are yet mm -hmm. enough to express themselves in the world. They're just either being the way they were taught or the way they think they should be or the way someone told them they should be. Or, you know, when you, when you start being who you really are, you are able to put yourself out in the world in the way that you want people to see you. Mm -hmm. Some people haven't come to that place yet. It takes, you know, it's it takes inner work. Inner yeah. work. So. No, it's true. It's it's like you know you gotta yeah you gotta know who who you are, who you're trying yeah. to be. Yeah. And and you're right. That takes work. It takes a lot of sitting with yourself and asking yourself questions. And Indeed. Listening Indeed. and yeah. Yeah. So and reading and exploring and considering and cogitating. <laughs> yeah. 
So I was taking one of Brenda Kwan's Yoga Nidra classes on Zoom recently. And Brenda's a yoga teacher and writing professor here on Oahu. I just had her on the show recently to discuss bhakti yoga, which is very much a part of her yoga practice and teachings. And I really appreciated the fact that she reminded us during class that during this challenging time, how important it is to find ways to cultivate love every day. And she suggested finding ways to laugh and acknowledge what we're grateful for. And she reminded us that what we're going through right now is what we have been preparing spiritually for. And this is why we meditate daily. This is why we practice becoming aware of our patterns and triggers. And this is that we have trained ourselves to handle adversity like this. And so it was like a, it was a really comforting reminder to me and you know, it's like what you're saying, like, you know, sitting with yourself and figuring out who you really are. That's exactly what she's talking about. And, and also the fact that she was saying this to all of us reminded me that, you know, we're all going through this together. And although it looks different for everyone, the one thing we have in common right now is this challenge of the pandemic. So in addition to cultivating love every day, I have also been thinking that another helpful way to get through this is to practice making decisions in a neutral way, like what we're talking about. So my question for you is in a time like this, when the economy is crumbling and we don't feel safe to leave our homes, is our ability to remain neutral what's going to help us keep our sanity? Oh, I absolutely believe it is. Being neutral and observing gives us the ability to know in our heart when that window of opportunity to of change comes. If we're all caught in judgment or we're listening to this person or that person or, you know, the, the different, I mean, there's so many different sides to this uh, perspective that's going on right now. You can see it almost daily. Mm-hmm. I believe that neutrality will give us the space, if you will, the space for the inner work that's necessary to be able to grow and to step into new places in our lives and in the world when we get by this. Because one thing I know, Sarah, is that we are in the midst of what's called a perfect storm astrologically in the sense that there are many, many cycles that are coming together right here, right now, on this planet at this time. And this is an opportunity for those of us who want to come from the heart, those of us who want to flow with our lives, those of us who want to be neutral and to grow and to evolve. This is giving us this sacred pause, this time for us to reset and stay neutral about all that's going on out there. Because we've got those that are saying, you know, this is all nothing, it doesn't mean anything, it's just the way it is, it's, you know, don't bother, don't pay any attention. And we got the other people saying, lockdown, lockdown, don't even, you know, don't move, don't go out there, you're gonna die. So, I mean, there's those extremes of duality that are dying right now. This old world, this old energy, is dying for those of us who can see it. And the new world, the new reality is being born in the midst of this. And like, and like, you, like Brenda said, we were here, we're all here to do this. We wouldn't be on this planet at this time if we were not here to do this, to bring this new life to our planet, to bring the new reality in, and to ground it. Because I think that This is something that many, many, many on the planet really want, but don't know how do we accomplish it. And so this is one of the first steps, I think. Mm -hmm. And being neutral about it is what has us able to hold the space within ourselves, to expand within, to become the vast beings that we are. We are stardust. We are golden. You know that song? (laughs) (laughs) We are. We're stardust. We are 
vast. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's something I have been feeling over the last two months for myself personally, is just stepping into the vastness. I know this um, woman that is just this fantastic uh, purveyor of evolutionary information, Solara, has a mudra. And that's what, that's what got me. And this mudra is holding the, the sun in one hand and the moon in the other. And then you bring the sun and the moon over your head and you bring that energy down into your heart. And as you bring that energy down into your heart, you can put, your, put the planet in there, you can put yourself in there, you can put whatever you want to bring that loving energy to. And it was when I was holding the moon in one hand and the, and the, uh, the sun in the other hand, that I realized how very vast we are, mm-hmm. how very, very vast we are. And as I, as I meditated more on the experience, I found galaxies in my hand. And it was just an amazing experience to realize that there, we humans are so much more than the biology that we are and that we're here to expand and to grow. And, to, and part of that is being neutral which keeps us sane and able to deal with all of the energies that are coming because I don't think there's, I think think we're done yet. Yeah, because the energies of good and bad are very strong. They are, and they want to keep us attached. Right. And I think as we move into oneness, that's the, that's the keeping that separate, keeping that judgment and, you know, yes, 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 yes. Moving out of duality is to move into neutrality. Oh, those are almost rhyme, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I think also one thing that, that's helpful for me when it comes to, you know, noticing when I'm judging something is to look at facts, like do like a little fact check. And so there's like this Russian proverb, trust but verify. Exactly. And I think those are good words to live by when it comes to guiding our decisions. Right. My friend and I were talking about this just the week because we are putting on our masks and we're going out with our gloves and uh, we're all geared up to go outside. And it's like, you know, trust Allah, but tie your camel. Same thing kind of thing. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you, you just know that, yes, that's um, trust but verify. So factual, factual information is helpful in making decisions, I think. Then there's that level of trust for the source of the information that I think is important. And that's right. what varies, you know, that's, that's um, in this day and age now, as duality is dying, the trust factor is very important uh, from your heart. I am always amazed at the people who are thinking so different than I do. Mm. It, it always amazes me. I understand and I work very diligently to understand that each and every human being is sovereign in their own understanding of the way things are for where they are. And therefore, while I don't understand how they can even think like that, I understand that they do and, and I honor that, that that's, that's theirs to think. Right, and they're thinking the same of you. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> and if they weren't judging me, <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's, uh, for me, the, the, the trust part in the trust but verifies is, you know, the faith, right? The faith that all is well. Yeah. But and that's something in your gut. But check out the facts yes, while you're exactly. at it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, because we have to make decisions as long as we live in this reality. As long as we live here, we have to make choices and decisions. And those decisions are better based on information that we have verified and that we know is the right information and the right way to do things. Yeah. When was the last time you caught yourself judging and what did you, what did you do after you caught yourself? Well, um, watching TV almost every evening with the evening news is one of those where I really work. um, I get my best practice there nowadays. Yeah. um, Because I resonate with some perspectives and I don't resonate with other perspectives. And so that I feel is my best practice. At the same time, I rise above it 
and realize that everything that is happening is happening just the way it's supposed to happen. And that goes back to the, you know, everything just is what it is, doing what it does. I remember when I came to that understanding so very long ago that everything just is what it is, doing what it does, and our judgments don't make any difference. And I remember when I first thought that and I said, well, what about the person who murders somebody? And my spirit said to me, just, just who they are doing what they do. In other words, you know, that now I bring it down to a duality level. And of course, we have rules in civility and society and civilization. And so those rules apply. But at the highest level, everything just is what it is doing what it does. Yeah. And You're that, really just hurting yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think you feel much better and you're much saner when you stay neutral. And, and at the same time, trust your gut. Mm -hmm. your, your, what you resonate with, what is, what is real for you, what comes from the heart is one of the most important truths you can know for your very own self. As a sovereign being, yeah. your heart, your, 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 that's, you know, that's where the energy is. That's yeah. where it is. That's where we open our heart. You know, we work through the chakras. We balance the chakras. There's all the biofield energy work that's going on now that helps us take our yoga practices and expand it out to understand the many levels of being that we are outside just this physical body. We've got the physical, we've got the emotional, the mental body, the, you know, we've got all these different non-physical parts of us that extend out. And so our yoga practice, our meditation all opens that and opens us to that, which is what supports our sanity. Mm -hmm. Those of us who are sane. <laughs> That's a relative term, right? Indeed. <laughs> Not making any judgment, mind you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I think, you know, obviously one of the ways that you and I are able to practice non-judgment or at least attempt to is through meditation and exercising or strengthening that muscle that yes. allows us to be aware of our thoughts right and catch yourself it's a powerful moment. practice it's a powerful practice yeah i talk about a lot in the tame my monkey mind tame that monkey mind i've got an ebook that uh, that i have that i provide to folks for free uh, it's called Tame That Monkey Mind, and in there it talks about that. It's a practice that you stop it. You know, the minute it starts, you stop it, and you stop it, and you stop it, and you stop it. And eventually, that little old monkey mind gets the idea, oh, we don't want to do that anymore. It mm -hmm. still sneaks in there every once in a while, but mm -hmm. you still have the ability to stop it. Yeah. I mean, mine, I, I just laugh at myself all the time when I find myself going off and doing that. I mean, it's just like... It's just amazing that, you know, what, a, what, what are you doing? Here? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, how many times have I told you? Exactly. Not to <laughs> We're not doing that. Yeah. God, I mean, I, okay. So I mean, how healthy is that though? Like, I mean, does it get to the point where then you are starting to beat yourself up? Well, I don't, I don't judge myself behind it. I laugh at myself <laughs> for doing it. <laughs> I just, I mean, because I know it's a very powerful and interesting practice to catch yourself. Yeah. It's when, because that's awareness. That's the awareness of what's going on with you and who you are. If you're not aware of yourself, you wouldn't even notice to catch yourself. Mm -hmm. So your level of awareness is to, and that's growth and that's 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 a step on the spiritual path that evolves us into understanding that because awareness is everything. As we become more aware of our surroundings and the planet and the solar system and the galaxies and we become aware of that, that expands who we are and keeps us sane as we work within this physical dimension that we live in here. It really appears to be the only way, the awareness, you know? Oh, I think, yeah. Yeah, I'm sitting here trying to think like, well, how else could you 
you know, practice non-judgment. Like I, I can't think of any. No, I think monitoring your thoughts, um, looking for the positive is something somebody else has said too. You look for the positive instead of, you know, judgments don't necessarily have to be bad, but you know, I'm, I'm all about stepping out of duality and into oneness and into the new reality of unity consciousness, you know? And so to me, looking for the positive is just this positive and negative or duality. And so to me, I don't see that, but a lot of people might work for other people to think of looking for the positive, you know, judgments are generally negative, but there's almost, almost always something positive you could find in someone or something. So while your mind might run away, rather look at the bad, if you're doing a um, third dimensional experience, then you'd want to look at the, you would look at saying, well, you know, they might not have the right clothes on, but, but they have nice hair or something, you know? So, so moving to the positive is one way too. And then another one that they talk about third dimensional area is, is avoiding stereotyping, you know, and to not stereotype. And that's mm -hmm. part of judgment is, oh, that person's, you know, whatever, because they dressed or look or whatever, ethnicity, race, whatever. And so there's judgments that are based on those kind of automatic things. So, mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much within the, within the third dimensional realm that, that I don't really deal that much with anymore, but, but still even no matter where we are, learning to stop judging ourselves is, is probably as important yeah. uh, start as we do that because we're really, I think our, our inner critic, our monkey mind inner critic is really tough on us personally. Yeah. And so staying sane is to being aware to stop judging yourself, stop judging others, stop judging everything. Look with discernment, observe what's going on with the forces at play in the universe out there, observe what's going on in your life. Don't make it right or wrong or good or bad. Just say, what am I doing here? Is this what I want to do? Yeah, like entertain the idea of a reframe. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because we can change anything. Change is the only constant in the universe. Change is the, change is the only constant in the universe. And, and it makes me afraid it, of change. You know? Yeah, it makes life a lot more interesting too. It does, it does. Yeah. Very interesting sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes and I mean, I go, of course what? you can, of course what? you can kind what of, going on? <laughs> right. And I mean, you can get to the point of like overanalyzing and all oh, that, yeah, but. Yeah. Oh yeah. I used to do that a lot, but. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that a lot more than I do now. Right. I'm so glad I, I mean, you learn a lot, but at the same time, sometimes you can kind of drive yourself mad. Yes. You don't want to drive yourself crazy. I mean, this is what we're talking about here. Neutrality yes. will help you keep sane. <laughs> You don't want to drive yourself crazy. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us on this topic before we wrap up? Well, I think just that what I think is most important is that neutrality, non-judgment is a step out of this detour. We've gone into duality and, and brings us to the understanding that everything just is what it is, doing what it does. And when we start to make a judgment on something, we can say that to ourselves. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Everything just is what it is, doing what it does. And if we say that, when we say that, not if, when we say that enough to ourself, to our monkey mind, to that thinking part of us, as opposed to our heart, we will come to know that we are given an opportunity to feel better about ourselves and others to be kinder, to be gentler, and to have more compassion and love, which is the key for those of us stepping out into the new reality. Yeah. It's so much less stressful, too. It is. It is, truly. truly. I mean, I think that, you know, we work ourselves up more than anything, like even more than the external circumstances that come up. Yes. Just I agree. As, yeah, it's just us working our own selves up. And <laughs> and so, like you said, if you can keep neutral, it it's a way to keep the balance. It's a way to preserve our sanity. It's it's a way to for us to be able to connect with others better. There's so many benefits. Yeah, and open opening up the heart center. Mm -hmm. Because that's where that's where the the new reality is, is coming from the heart, 
and not from the mind. The mind has done what it's done to this world over the last uh, hundreds of thousands of years, and it's time for us to uh, to move into the new reality of, from the heart level. Mm. I like that idea. Yeah. What is the best way for our listeners to connect with you these days? And are there any offerings that you are particularly excited about currently that you want to share with us? Well, um, you, anyone can reach out to me at my website, which is www.darityweslley.com. And I have a newsletter that I'm sending out on the first of every month called Wisdom for the New Reality. I have a YouTube channel under my name, Doherty Wesley, and there I've been putting up these kind of conversations, uh, very short videos on different um, aspects of the new reality. And I'm offering my free ebook, Tame That Monkey Mind. If you'll just email me at Doherty, at DohertyWesley.com. I'll be happy to send that to you. And I think that's probably it. Come and see me on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, Doherty Wesley. And how many books do you have now? <laughs> you have like several books now, right? Thank and you. I know <laughs> that. And yeah, like let's, you know, go to Amazon, <laughs> uh, type in Doherty Wesley. And um, you want to just uh, mention the titles of the books that you have out right now? Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have, They're excellent I have book. books and workbooks. I have um, You Can Transform Your Life and the You Can Transform Your Life uh, workbook. And then I have the book called How to Be the Real You and the How to Be the Real You workbook. Yeah. And Inspired Wisdom Word Search uh, is out there now. And the word search oracle, which are my oracle messages and uh, word search, which is really fun. Cool. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Darty. Amazing yeah, to chat with you as say. always. Thank you. Now, I'd love to hear from all you listeners out there. So please let me know what you thought of the show. And if you have any topics or questions that you'd like me to tackle on the show, the team of Yoga Unplugged and I are here for you. So please let us know. And if you'd like to join in on the conversation with us, you can subscribe to our newsletter at yogaunplugged.org. Find us on Facebook at Yoga Unplugged by Jennifer Reuter. Reuter is spelled R-E-U-T-E-R. -E or connect with us on Instagram at yoga underscore unplugged. Thanks for listening, everyone. Namaste.